so one division one division one division one division you know my favorite part um my favorite thing about vision is i'd love to hear it <laughs> i love just how like gummy he looks what the white one no like normal vision just like his weird chewing gum like red face <laughs> you just <laughs> well he looks like a um a gumball yeah, he looks like he's made out of Play-Doh or something. Uh, yeah, I was just about to say, he looks more to me like he's made out of Play-Doh or some sort of weird kind of... Like a, you know, like... A, <laughs> like a red nose day. <laughs> like, you know what I'm on about? One of those red nose day noses. Yeah. All squishy. That's what it looks like. like whenever, whenever Wanda is touching his face, I feel like she should be leaving in fingerprints and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like little indents. Just kind of... Also, if he's made of metal, I mean, when I, like, touch my... Because I've got, like, clammy hands all the time, and whenever I touch my, like, MacBook, you can see just, like, the sweaty, like, palm print left. <laughs> like, sure. surely he'd be all, like, greasy and... <laughs> he has to, like, wipe himself down because of all the fingerprints every day. Yeah. Oh, that's not nice. That's not a nice thought. Maybe that's when he... That's why he went with, like, the metallic red, the hot rod red. Uh, maybe it disguises the fingerprints a little better. Yeah, that was, that was the other thing I was going to say. What is the cape? Like, I don't know. What is that? It's like a like a, a like a nylon or some sort of thing you can't tumble dry. Because <laughs> you'd get through a lot of them. I'm, I'm sure there's some art book where the cape is given like a really cool name, like a it's his bin- binary sheaf or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, whenever I see like the cape, especially when it just appears, it's clearly retractable. Like what is that? Yeah. Where does it go? Does it just go invisible? Or does it just come from the nether realm? Or maybe it comes from the multiverse. Oh. Oh. These are the questions we left <laughs> what <division> <laughs> with. <laughs> I mean... Given that Wanda, you know, could terraform into a, a suit every five minutes, I, I assume that clothes are just... They're more like holograms, really. That's what scares me, is that they're not actually real clothes. They're just projections. Um, that would be quite terrifying, actually. I don't like all this magic stuff, Alex. It's quite... It's, it's, it's making me ask questions I don't want to ask. the final draft uh, I'm your host Alex who's my who's my handsome co-host oh isn't that nice guys hello how are you all doing don't get used to it yeah. <laughs> we watched WandaVision <laughs> the new Marvel yeah. show on Disney Plus we have many thoughts about it mm-hmm. we wanted to talk about it because it's weird not great mm. I don't know we'll get into it yeah, we'll we'll do a deep dive. You know, if there's if there's one review that you can have a very honest um, outlook on it, wonder, uh, wonder, <laughs> fucking chuckle vision. I don't care what it's called. Um, <laughs> if there was any place which you'd be able to get a honest feedback, it would be here because we love the Marvel stuff. You know, I mean, give we or do. take, we do. And I thought that would be a good place to start. Is that I? It's quite funny that an initial version of this podcast that never got released we talked about Avengers Endgame and I feel like these Marvel films have for me at least have been as much as it sucks to say have been a thing that have like got me into films you know like like, getting me into the cinema watching stuff and thinking about films Hmm. Um, so yeah we're very much invested and I think we're we've we've become more cynical as we've gotten older with them I think and I think like as we we've retroactively kind of looked God. back and reflected on them for sure there's a you know do they all hold up super well i don't know but it's, yeah we are we are, we are like fans i think i can't say mm. oh yeah i don't enjoy this universe and i don't enjoy these characters and being in this world and i love the concept of these disney plus shows where we get to explore these tertiary secondary characters who we didn't really get a lot of chances to hang out with and get to know and and I really like the concept of these shows being 
an opportunity to explore these characters in a deeper way that we didn't get to in the main Marvel movies. I think that's a really clever way of going about it. Well, that's the way it should be, at least. When I started writing down the notes after we'd watched the finale yesterday, the first thing that I've underlined on the top of my sheet is hollow. And if I would describe my review for WandaVision, as heartbreaking as it is, that's a perfect word. It felt very hollow. And I think it's slightly because of how it was made and how the end product arrived to us. You can't ignore how Marvel's been so successful within their movie franchise that it's very hard not to put up a huge standard now to the stuff that they release. And I understand it's very important to take everything as its own thing. You know, we we spoke about that a lot in the past and how every new film, you know, you have to go into it with an open mind. And I think we've learned the hard way not to watch many trailers and it's better to kind of go in, um, which I'm sure we'll get into. Uh, but it's better to kind of go into these things just with a vague understanding of what it might be totally. and go along for the ride. But it's kind of fails in that regard because I feel like yeah. now, I think the Marvel stuff, you've always been able to kind of just jump into it and not necessarily had to have watched all movies to necessarily understand you know ant-man like and i think that's what makes them work on some level is that they're they're quite digestible and you can probably jump into even the bigger crossover ones like avengers and you know and not really have to know the entire history of the thing you understand angry purple man wants stones (laughs) you you know and maybe (laughs) and maybe you might have questions about what is vision and who is wando and what do they do but outside of that you can follow the stories but i feel like now this show is kind of is saying to me oh you can't really just jump in because like you said unfortunately and we'll get into why i feel this way but the show is quite hollow the show doesn't really have a lot of emotional weight in my opinion um yeah it doesn't have that key kind of story that you can sink your teeth into um and because of that a lot of the weights that i think people are adding to this and i think a lot of the enjoyment people are getting from the show is simply just oh well i know this marvel universe and i know who the vision is and i know wanda maximoff so the show doesn't have to actually do any work for me to <laughs> make me invested because oh well i know who they are and that's good enough and that's quite like an asshole perspective and i don't want to fall into that place of or you just like it because it's Marvel. Of course, yeah. Yeah, but this is definitely this is definitely one where I'm starting to feel... You know, before I, I would have said the greater universe was always like a benefit to all of these, even the, even the bad ones. Is that, well, it's, isn't it cool how it's in this, in this wider mm. Marvel universe? And now I'm starting to feel the opposite. I'm starting to feel like the wider universe that it's a part of... It's not of actually that great. ...is yeah. more of an arrow in the knee. Uh, if anything it's more of a hindrance to the story and I just no, completely it's starting to bug me now I'm starting to because what I want from these and you know these are massive things that uh, have a massive audience and so they're not just for me but I'm watching this show and I'm thinking you know I, I wish there was more I could sink my teeth into here I feel like they the failure of the show is that we don't really learn anything more about Vision or Wanda yeah than we already did before and to be honest that wasn't a lot <laughs> we really yeah. didn't know loads about them it's anyway so, it's so surprising isn't it how they they managed to do it because uh, you know i think obviously the the series format is something that marvel has never done before you know they've never touched tv like this in in terms of how it's connected not directly from marvel studios the other tv the fake the tv stuff they have done has been very cut off and not you know not canon and it kind of worked in that way because you know i've 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 spoken to a lot of people about what they thought of marvel shield the tv show at least and you know things like daredevil which i know that you were a fan of i never actually caught that one i was really into daredevil i did catch luke cage which i actually quite enjoyed it did feel very kind of TV-ish. I enjoyed um, Jessica Jones as well. I think Iron Fist was the one people were generally quite quite shit on. And when they did that crossover, I, like, I never saw it, but I hear it's Ooh, not yeah. nothing to write home about. Um, and I think that's kind of mm. what killed those. those well, like uh, you said, series. the shared universe aspect killed it. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? 
but um yeah. obviously this it's their first attempt in-house of creating something within this format so they're gonna they're gonna have teething problems i think you can regard that straight away yeah and it's the movie characters and and it's got the movie budget as well i mean i, I was trying to find yeah. find a budget um i couldn't get a specific but we're talking up to 25 million dollars per episode and there's nine episodes that <laughs> is absolutely absurd it's an absurd about money being pumped into this stuff and it's you know paul, it's paul bettany and the actors and all that stuff like yeah it, it, this is a legit you know big studio production this isn't uh. small scale they're really trying to make a massive event out of these disney plus shows um i didn't see the mandalorian but uh in a similar kind of vein where we're they're going to use their ips and their franchises to really flesh out these universes well mandalorian in my opinion was something that like I watched The Mandalorian and it wasn't like, you know, <laughs> it didn't have the storytelling of like Breaking Bad. It was very like simple, but that's because, you know, it came from a series of films that are currently so complex and absurd that it was refreshing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, of course. And it also gave us something new. Um, it gave us something familiar, but something new, something completely different that we could learn for the first time. And I think it reminded a lot of people of what it was like to watch these films for the first time and experience this world that's been created. And with WandaVision, obviously we know these characters a bit. We've experienced a lot with them in the films. It has some really good screen time in the last two Avengers films. You know, my main quibble with it before I'd even gone into it was what more really is on the table right yeah that we have to learn about these characters because i understand sure. that you can go at it in many different ways and anyone listening could be like well hang on let me get a notebook out and i'll tell you what you know i want to learn <laughs> about this character and that's absolutely fine however at large for people who already know these characters and you have to see it from that perspective as well because you're not going to see it from the perspective of someone who doesn't know these characters like you said earlier no one's really going to be that interested of watching this before all the other stuff you know i think it's fair to say that the majority of people have watched the other stuff yeah totally like these are the biggest this is the biggest franchise in movie history ever right now there's no way even and and, and, and that's kind of like the amazing thing about the marvel universe is how you know before that iron man movie no one knew who fucking tony stark was like the, the three superheroes everyone knew was batman superman and spider-man and those are the only ones that people mm. like you like your mum knew like your mum knows who that is <laughs> and could probably tell you like oh yeah iron man's one. red well, <laughs> well not even now like you but okay and then who's iron man and a bit who the fuck are you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's the amazing thing about this marvel world is that they can take these, these insane characters i mean vision and scarlet witch are the weirder some of the weirder marvel characters and i love the amb the ambition of going yeah let's make these like the main characters in our first you know disney plus yeah. show like series and we're going to really dig into them and at least that's you know what they're what the pitch is and i i'm totally impressed by that and i'm totally amazed that like even though it is a massive studio machine and we 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 harp on them all the time about how you know it being a product and there's been a lot of conversation about this recently about you know mm. Scorsese saying our oh, Marvel movie cinema and, and I don't know if I <laughs> yes, agree necessarily with his take but I understand where it's coming from, from sh for sure um, so I'm always impressed that like they're not afraid to go weird to a degree um, and even with the show the show is breaking the formula in many ways outside of it just being a TV show which is something which mm. I've never really done before but conceptually it's weird like this is more of a high concept show i mean we're talking about reality bending and you know and pastiche and parody as well and maybe a bit of social commentary the concept really kind of sang to me is this is um, i was so proud that as a studio as big as marvel that they were taking the opportunity like you said to invest big amounts of money into stuff that's a little bit different and really risky as well because this kind of stuff a few you know years ago just didn't happen you know it was always kind of done by the book and a lot of the stuff that has been regarded as the great works of tv were things that people had to really fight for yeah you look at the queen's gambit and there's a story about how it it, it took years and years and years and years to to make because no one wanted to make a tv series about chess um and how breaking bad got um denied from all the major um studios 
before it was, it was kind accepted. Of it's kind of a failure at first. I mean, Breaking Bad broke out because of Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, no one was watching yeah, it crazy. when it was on TV. And then when it jumped to Netflix, that's when people jumped on board of it. It's crazy. It's a crazy story. And, you know, usually... But this is Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my thing. This, this is, is the thing. They can kind of do anything. They can, yeah, exactly. They've got endless resources. And as much as I, I totally agree with you, I love the pitch for this show. I think Wanda and Vision, two characters who we didn't get to know that well, we're going to explore their relationship. It's going to be kind of surreal. Oh, I know what you're going to say. And weird. And I'm totally on board with that premise. And I'd love that they're, mm. you know, they're giving that to a mainstream audience because some of my favourite stuff is 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 similar some of my favourite stories and movies and TV shows are similar uh, in their approach and concepts this series does not deliver on it at all it no. really does not it's, it's <laughs> like I was saying earlier like the wider universe thing kind of harms it but also just knowing how these things are made and where this fits into God. you know the release schedule and all that stuff and the fan theories and everything like auxiliary about this show really does ruin it and it doesn't trust its audience really I don't think there's a much better version of this show but this isn't it but this isn't it no, yes yeah. <laughs> exactly. it just and isn't it and I feel uh, bad like, I, and I feel like a little bit a little bit of me feel because I see generally people who are quite into it and that's cool and I'm not saying I don't they're get wrong. it we did look into the IMDB didn't we and people are giving it like nine stars and it's well that's just Mar- you know that's the Marvel bias well, or whatever just, you know, being and bombed and whatever well it's not given a five stars from us is the short answer I think there was a lot of frustration behind how much we expected and wanted from such a you know interesting concept to how they delivered it on screen and I understand that the series are going to have teething problems they've never done one before but it's the parts within that that really didn't work. Yes, dear. Get the light. Now that's romantic. <laughs> this is our home. Hello, Westview! Life moves pretty fast in the suburbs. Something strange happened. Wonder. And they lived happily ever after. Series premiere January 15th on Disney+. Plus. It opens great. So it's like those first episodes, I feel like really into it when it started because it had such a, it had that tone I was looking for where it's kind of a little bit creepy, a little bit creepy, a little bit pseudo, you know, pseudo, I hesitate to say Lynchian. Um, oh, I don't even want to hear that word in this, uh, <laughs> in this review. Oh, that made me so mad. But I was in. Well, obviously it loses it as it goes on. But I was into it initially. I liked that there was um, the pastiche was very well, well, well done in that. Uh, it was funny. There was so there's some really great jokes. There's uh, there's a great advertise. They have these like advertisement sections and uh, yeah. they kind of stop towards the end. But obviously when the kind of the TV esque thing kind of breaks apart and they were funny. I agree. They were really funny. Yeah, I was going to say that there was this great like ad- advert for like the. It was like a Stark toaster, and <laughs> it opens with like, uh, <laughs> "Is your husband mad at you burning his toaster?" And I'm like, "Brilliant! That's such a that's such a funny that's such a funny joke and very knowing line as well." And I, and I always thought the show was going to have like a social commentary aspect as well. I couldn't really see that fitting in from the beginning, but I could see where you you'd get that from. Well, I was thinking, okay, well, we're in, like, the 50s, and that's, like, the nuclear family and Scarlet mm. Witch and Vision. You know, they're starting their, their pseudo-Twisted robot family. <laughs> yeah. And I was really... And basically, I was just into the tone of the show, and then sort of the... Literally, end of the first episode, uh, it ends with, you know, the, sh- the, the agent watching the TV... And I remember thinking, like, oh, no. (laughs) This isn't even... We're not even going to pretend... Like, a a big problem with the show is that it it tells you so much about it and it's constantly audience signalling to the watch. Well, it delivers information at completely the wrong times. I would have quite liked to have seen all of the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff in just one episode. 
or something like that. And I, I think this goes back to our uh, our discussion when we were watching it. Like, I can see this as a film and it being like a really out there film. And it's a shame that it wasn't something that was perhaps con- properly given consideration. And I understand that, you know, it's WandaVision, it's a TV show, like I get it. I, it makes sense and is really intriguing to be a TV show, but it just doesn't, the way in which they wrote it, it just doesn't really fit into that TV series puzzle piece. The start and the end of episodes feel like you could cut them out and stick them all together in a timeline on Premiere Pro and you'd have a film and you wouldn't even realise that it was formatted to be a show. In my opinion, it's the way that the information is kind of like given to you throughout of it. That wasn't my biggest issue with the show. I think for me it was how they dealt with things like dialogue and they had no excuse for all of the shield stuff to be that terrible and i will use the word terrible because i liked none of it um i think it was really cheap it didn't feel like marvel it didn't feel like it had that kind of marvel quality trademark it felt like something that they just rushed in at the last minute and gone Oh, I don't really know what to do with this because you have characters that they introduce, like um, uh, the little team that they make, and none of those characters really get a lot of screen time on their own and are kind of forgotten about. And it's like, do you really need that? You know, do you really need a baddie? Can you not just focus on the kind of bigger question of them not really knowing what's going on and uh, and do it in a more intriguing way? That like I when I was watching it back yesterday, I kind of. Uh, you know, touch points with some of the, the main parts of each episode. And I just spent the entire time, and I know it's easy for anyone or any film reviewer to do this, but I found it so easy to kind of go through all the different plot points and go, yeah, I, I, I kind of do that, that this way, and that doesn't really fit. And, you know, it's really easy to pick out the puzzle pieces that just don't gel well yeah. in this whole thing. I think it's really frustrating for people like us who, you know... Mm. Well, well, fucking anyone who might have an issue with this film where and especially if you're like into it like again I've, I'm so into the pitch I love the the concepts I've, I think there's so much you could do with a show I think Scarlet Witch Revision have perfectly interesting characters they've had some really interesting comic book stories in, in Marvel history there's so many avenues you could go and I think we are sat in the easy chair and it's totally easier for us to, to you know go oh well I would do this oh, that, this doesn't work and you know, and I'm, uh, it's a lot easier to, for us to do that than it is to, you know, make a fucking, oh, again, course. $25 million <laughs> per episode show. Good luck, guys. But I think it rubs us weird when we're watching something like this and we are, in, we are, we want to be into it. And when we see the things that just aren't working, because, yeah, the, the, the fucking Agents of Sword show on the periphery of this, of this TV show is shit and also some of like really poor quality and and treaded water like we've done this in this we've been there in this universe we've seen the organization and the guy who you can't trust and we've seen yeah. all of that and also you know i like i, I don't even necessarily hate uh, that that trio of characters with darcy and uh, i think his name's jimmy and monica rambo like I've, i i i want to be into them <laughs> you know i don't think they're inherently bad but that because they're so tertiary to wandavision we don't get a moment with them we don't get to learn anything deeper there's an emotional arc with rambo there about you know losing her mother and and they also they also introduce that element in a really interesting way with um where she's coming back from the snap and it's in the hospital and I thought that was a really interesting was really scene co- and yeah. it's like there's so many moments of there's so many moments and ideas in the show that are perfectly inspired and perfectly like smart and interesting but as a whole I don't think it weaves together and there's just a lot there's just a lot of flat there's just a lot of flat nothing in the show a lot of just boring yeah we've been a lot here of a hollow times. sections yeah it's exactly. like could you not think of anything else to tie these pieces together? I'm frustrated 
that those weaker elements are so weak because like the thing with Rambo is like she's clearly a character who they're trying to kind of backdoor into this universe and set her up for you know a return and I think it's like Captain Marvel 2 she's gonna come up in and it's like you're not doing a good job of pitching me this new shit you know because <laughs> like, yeah. this is also the dual nature of these Marvel films that shorter they're made so you enjoy the, enjoy the story of the film but also part of the fun is how is this impact the wider universe and I mean that's not the most important question I think ultimately and I think the fans of this stuff usually get too caught up in oh where does this fit in the universe and what is this setting up and how are we going to get there and I think a lot of people have actually been disappointed by the show because it didn't go to the extents that they thought it was going to but I'm perfectly fine with that because I just want to good good story <laughs> you know yeah. i just want a good story i sacrifice that any day there's no reason why wandavision shouldn't be like emotionally devastating because when we got to that finale mm. the last two I episodes was feeling were good so many emotion you know i i thought the panorama episode where we go through like the flashbacks and we see like all the tragic moments of wanda's life and and the thing with like where she goes to the house and and like the note from vision and like that was that was all the stuff that i was like yearning for in you know in the previous like five fucking episodes and sure like i i did feel a bit sad when they were saying goodbye to the kids and when she finally says goodbye to vision like i thought it was sad but I wish that was the conclusion to a better show. <laughs> you know, I just wish that that it middle section that we deserved up. it. You know, if, if it, it's very unearned, it's a show that really yes. doesn't earn a lot of its moments. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, you know, like you said, it's a really kind of, it's like a really interesting, really kind of cool, very functional shed that you've decided to put together with duct tape instead of nails, and it just falls to pieces it's and it's heartbreaking because of that because this was like marvel's flagship show where it was look this is the show this is the kind of really interesting show in terms of it being quite weird no because i i think i think do you not so think first, because it's, no because you know no, because first of all falcon and winter soldier was meant to come out first um and that got delayed oh i beg because of covid oh i see okay so I'm not saying that this was buried, but I feel like they were hoping we'd, you know, <laughs> I don't, they clearly weren't planning to launch with this. Um, although I, okay, I, that's interesting. Although then. I see no reason why not, because you know, you're. It makes sense, doesn't well, it? It's you about know, TV it, shows and parodying TV shows, and it's your first TV show. Like you think that makes sense, and also it's so it's immediately after Endgame. Oh yeah. I was just about to say, it's, it feels like the the most appropriate thing to to follow that kind of story. And it feels like, you know, with those characters at least, it makes sense to address them first. Like, no one really wants to know about what they do with Captain America's shield after Endgame too much. I, but I'm more interested in in this kind of more peculiar side of the Marvel Universe as opposed to that. No, yeah, me too, but I'm saying saying that, you know, Endgame very clearly ends with the passing of the shield. We don't really get a teaser Mm. for WandaVision. Like, it feels kind of tied up, and I'd want to know more about Wanda, for sure, because I think she's cool. Like, and I always thought Vision was cool, and and I'm into, again, conceptually totally into the show but i feel like the average viewer their immediate question is going to be yeah what's going on with captain america especially when falcon and winter soldier have i feel like they're a bit more fleshed out you know in, in this universe and we know more about those characters mm-hmm. so no yeah, I, I disagree that this is like the one that people are really excited for although i'm surprised that people are so into it and again i mean for many reasons i mean yeah that's true I mean, for me, the reason I think that is because they dealt with Captain America and his story so well at the end of Endgame. It's not something that I wanted to jump into straight away. So, for example, I felt yeah, that they no, I, I that Scarlet Witches and Vision's story, because it wasn't as well tied up at the end of Endgame, I wanted to know about that first, as opposed to something that I felt, I was like, right, you've done that really well. I can go on for a while without not knowing for that. Yeah, but that's the thing, man, it is tied up. 
because he's dead and this is like a big element that we were talking about a lot well yeah i mean this, like we're talking about the circumstances that it exists but of course you mean like <laughs> it should like really in the first place it is again I, I i like it but also they are taking a risk with this because it, they killed off vision <laughs> twice <laughs> you know yeah and now coincidentally oh yeah now he's probably back yeah back. <laughs> yeah and, again and this is a massive issue with um it's something that a lot of people have been worried about with the superhero stuff where it's like well if you can just you know bring anyone back why should we care and i think you know come from a comics perspective the interesting question when you read a comic book isn't oh are they gonna make it out of this because yeah you know obviously <laughs> they will yeah of the, the fun part is how yeah the journey along the way yes and and a big problem with WandaVision is that you know I don't know what the journey necessarily was and I don't know what apart from Scarlet Witch kind of realising the potential of her power but I don't really care about that well, stuff I guess I that, don't care I guess that was it wasn't it and to me she didn't really end up at the end of the series anywhere different from how she started because like obviously she's dealt somewhat with the grief but she's now done it twice and now because she's lost him again she's now gone as we saw at the end they kind of panned in quite strangely into the into the into the hut and she was um practicing all her powers a bit kind of like dr strange-ish and it's like well she looks pretty broken there i would say It, it kind of like alluded to the fact that she's she's now going to become this kind of huge power. And I'm like, well, I got... That's exactly the same way that I felt after I came out of Endgame. I was like, well, yeah. she's going to be pretty pissed. Yeah, completely agree. Completely um, agree. Yeah, so what, what, what has actually did nothing. changed? This did absolutely she's, nothing. She's exactly in the same position. She's sad that Vision's gone. She knows that <laughs> yeah. she's a lot more powerful than she than she is. And that's it. And there's no reason why WandaVision shouldn't be, like, emotionally devastating. Like, we're talking about a show where it's... So a character is avoiding their grief and has constructed a fake reality in order to, you know... That's, that's in order a really to cool escape, concept. You know? To escape their own sadness. There's, there's a thematic weight to that. I think I would have preferred it if they'd gone down the route of they couldn't actually solve it or it just got worse. Like... You know, and the world kind of accepted that that was always going to be the case. I think that would have been a little bit cooler because, um, in well, in the sense that obviously she made that kind of reality. Imagine if she killed the the baddie, the witch, and was like, "Fuck me, I'm so powerful. Why have I got to give all this up?" And then just kept it. You know, she killed the witch and was like, "Right, sod you lot. I'm going to keep my family." And it does like a little bit of a, a little bit of a twist. Um, and then in the films, like Westview is just that isolation zone where if you need her, she's there. That's the only way you can contact her and oh, she just lives out that life. Like, yeah, that's maybe. the way I would have done it, maybe, you know. But I also, I'm perfectly fine with how it wraps up as well, though. This is the thing, like... Yeah, there's, uh, it was the only strong part of the, the whole piece, in my opinion, other than the interesting bits at the beginning. I'm into the ending. I just, uh, it's all the stuff in between. What was the importance of the sort of stuff? Apart from introducing, you know, White Vision, which was like... It wasn't. And, you know, and and Rambo and all those characters. Like, what what, what really is their importance to the plot? They didn't resolve anything, you know? <laughs> like, you could cut those characters out and still have more or less the same story where Wanda realises she has to, you know, tear apart the reality and say goodbye to Vision. You can still have that same story. I didn't feel like they helped her on that journey, you know? Like, they, they're trying to set up that mm. Rambo is like emotionally understands what she's doing and and in the ending she says you know I would have done the same thing I would have I would have done this I would have brought my mother back well, that was kind of a nice moment and it felt like the only genuine moment I had with that character which is a f- sure that's a nice moment but it doesn't track <laughs> because we we never get we never get a scene where she really reflects properly on no the death they of just her wrap mother. it up at the beginning of an episode like oh she's sad the fact that they gave her powers that's a big deal you know, it was the first kind of... I think it was the first female African-American in the MCU to have powers to that extent. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. <laughs> and it's a fucking crime that that didn't get a, mm. a lot more justice 
Then yeah, this it is did. Like a major, this is a major character for your universe, and why the fuck is she so underwritten? Like, why do I not care? Why is she not my favourite? Like, <laughs> she looked cool, and I think the suit could have been a bit better. I understood they went with subtlety within that. Well, that's and easy. they did that for yeah. a reason. Yeah, exactly. But, like, this is, like, a groundbreaking moment. The actress deserves better. The character deserves better. Yeah. You know, it should be celebrated, not not like this. It just feels wrong. Also, you know, like I was saying, these sh- if these shows are a chance to... Hang on, give me a second. Oh, sorry, I'm vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> if these shows are a way to explore those secondary characters <laughs> who we didn't get a chance to oh. figure out... Why are you introducing more secondary characters who are not going to fully figure out yet and we're going to save it for oh, later? They're just shooting themselves in the foot, really, aren't they? It's it's just frustrating. I just want more of a reason to care because <laughs> I want to be into these things, you know? I want to... Yeah. Like we said, when we have our criticisms with the wider Marvel Universe, I mm-hmm. totally want to be on board and I want to see what they come up with in this next era or whatever. Yeah. You've, like, because I think we agree that Endgame was, like, a great capping off to oh it was great capping off to this to this you know to what they had done you've got to set the bar up we've got to tell more complicated stories we've got to tell more like emotionally heavy stories we like and i'm not i'm not asking for you know in in a way that i I feel that they don't really use this the thematic ideas that are there in one division i don't think they really explore this idea of grief and what that means in one division very much but i'm not asking for like you know a truly dark and depressing marvel thing because i understand it's fun comic book stuff but there's no reason why it couldn't have been just waited just give made me more sad and what i was trying to get out earlier this has like no buffer scenes there's no scenes where one division just kind of sit down and talk you know and like talk about yeah it's their show and they hardly spend any time with each other exactly it's like the greatest sin it's the greatest sin of the fucking show like they have practically no scenes together and i think that's also an issue of look the pastiches are very well done the parodies they do of the sitcoms are very well done and that and i think a lot a lot of the really funny stuff it comes from that shit but it's style over substance you know, it's it's like no one really cares that you filmed it in front of a real audience, like a, a, a real audience to emulate this feeling of, you know, it, if it doesn't work. Well, it, it doesn't work because when I rewatched it, I was kind of looking for, um, I was looking for the threads. I was looking for like, OK, does this track like, do they indicate that like Agnes was the villain earlier on? And like, no, not really. Like none of it, it, it does. You don't, you can't really find those threads. You can maybe read into certain things and, oh, that, w- that was a teaser. Well, you said you had that good analogy about oh, the, right. the, the spooky basement when we were watching it about how they, 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 they don't really, it kind of just feels like lazy writing. They're like, oh, guess what? She's been under the, she's been in the basement the whole time. Well, yeah, they revealed at Agnes's house. She has like a, a weird shrine which didn't turn out to really be anything either like no and then there was, it was really just no a spooky reason. basement there was no reason for it to for it to be there but i was i was thinking my first thought when i saw it was well there was no indication there was no indication that there was some there was like some mystery in the house we we knew we knew that <laughs> oh that sounds so stupid we knew that agnes was was aware we we knew that she was one of the characters who was more aware of what was going on there's a really great scene where um you know she goes oh do you want to take that again you know <laughs> and that's like a very yeah. that's a very clever fourth wall breaking moment um but there's no wider implication that there's anything more going on with her um than there is and i know like show don't tell right like i don't want it to tell me oh yeah she's actually the baddie because yeah. i want it to be a genuine surprise but but again also like it's not a genuine surprise because the marvel nerds and the youtube f- fan very people <laughs> go oh she's this character from the comics and everyone goes oh yeah <laughs> like oh yeah i know who agatha harkness is and it's like no you don't no you don't <laughs> yeah and just because they revealed that she is a character from the comics who is a villain doesn't mean they did the work to make her a good villain because the, yeah. the thing that wasn't working for me in the finale was that I think Catherine Hahn was very good. She's totally aware of what the character is and what kind of show she's in. It wasn't we didn't we didn't earn this. Like there wasn't any sense of Agatha being, you know, a baddie or like 
because her, her ultimate goal is to suck up her powers and <laughs> it's like that's not very interesting either it's very one dimensional I want more yeah. I want I want lazy. smarter it's lazy writing same way with Hayward who, where it's like you know the second they introduce that character he's a baddie you just know because we've done this a million times in this fucking universe where mm. oh you think he's a good guy he, he's a good, author, good authority figure how many times have we done the asshole guy in power yeah, yeah, that's great, but can we make it a bit more interesting? And can it be a bit more interesting than, oh, he just wants to use vision for, for a weapon? And, and they did the whole Scooby-Doo thing at the end where he was like, if it wasn't for you bloody meddling kids, I wouldn't have been arrested. You little buggers. <laughs> it's very you know? silly. Very silly. And yeah. Yeah. It took away from all the serious moments in the show that that you're supposed to really kind of take emotionally serious, seriously because you're questioning all these other things that have been quite absurd. We we spoke a bit, like, a bit in the past about how, you know, the reason why we like some shows is because they give you all the puzzle pieces. And but you don't know how they fit together. you don't know how they're going to... Exactly. Yes. But this gives you no puzzle pieces and then just no. tells you information and you're like, I could give you so many examples, but I won't, but it's... Well, we, we, touched, we, we touched on it by saying about, you know... The, the fan reactions and the YouTube fan theory stuff and <sighs> and this thing are like they 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 know that why why this universe has been really successful is because there's a massive level of fandom to this stuff so they know that they have to they have to entertain those people and give them the little give them the pieces of the puzzle so they can put try put it together um, but I feel like with this it's gone too far because when you're when you're pitching your show as a mystery. I don't want to know the fucking mystery. I don't want to... And the marketing material as well for this. Like, I'm fully not going to watch a trailer for fucking anything anymore because you watch yeah. the trailer and it tells you a lot of the key information. It tells you... Oh, there's sword agents outside. Oh, Monica, Monica Rambeau is, is one of the agents. Oh, there's something going on with Agatha. Oh, it, like, it gives you all of those beats. And I don't want to know that stuff. Like, if I didn't know that stuff, maybe I would... I'd be more suck it into it and my like very similitude wouldn't be like fucking destroyed <laughs> you know but I'm watching you're watching it and you're like well I know this is coming and I know this is coming and I know this is coming and then by the time that we resolve all that stuff the show doesn't really have any other tricks up its sleeve it goes oh yeah Agatha Agatha is the bad Agnes was the bad guy oh you bet, bet you didn't see that coming it's like we did we saw that coming from day one and like it, you know all these Marvel nerds and YouTubers and stuff figured out from day one and I wanted to talk about as well because we we sometimes watch these fucking YouTube channels where they're like oh, tell easter eggs you missed in WandaVision um, number seven will surprise you and you know and I'm <laughs> I understand that like that's just a job and there's an audience for that sort of thing and and I and like also I don't ha you don't have to watch that stuff but I was watching these like you know easter egg videos and like fan free speculation and there's this guy on YouTube he was going like yeah the rabbit is definitely this character <laughs> and I'm like what <laughs> you know like Agnes has a pet rabbit and he's like yeah this is definitely this Marvel Comics character 100% this is gonna happen and then obviously it doesn't because it's fucking ridiculous and I'm like is this really where we're at with this Marvel stuff where every single detail that yeah. you know are we really pretending that every single detail in these things are meticulously thought out? Because because if you if you if you think that about this Marvel stuff, you're completely wrong. They, you know they do make up as they go along a bit. Not everything in this world perfectly thought out. And I think the Quicksilver thing is a big um, is a big kind of case study for what I'm talking about. Where they mm. they they get um, fuck I can't remember his name Evan Peters is that it? Um, to cameo in this as as Quicksilver and it's very funny because there's two versions oh, of yeah we need to start, we need of, to talk about that <laughs> well I don't I don't want to get into the nerd shit about it because I don't care because I liked how he wasn't anyone and he wasn't it wasn't the version of the character from the X-Men films or whatever they're like, just you know showing everyone that they can do it now and they can well, not, well I'm glad that it was like just a wink and a nod because that's all it needs to be and I saw yeah. people who were super upset that like oh it wasn't him from the X-Men films do you oh, really how could want they not to be? do that it's like this show is already bloated enough why, yeah. why do you think that would make it any better it might as well be like a like a like a wiki page and you just fucking read it I'm like, oh, okay, I'm up to I'm up to date now. You don't need any of this bollocks. It's just an information dump. It's not yeah. a story. It's not an engaging practice of storytelling or 
uh, you learn anything new about the characters. It's just there's a lot of things that just didn't work and conceptually were created to be quite interesting, but didn't fit together. Um, and it's a shame. It's a real shame because I really wanted to like this show. I loved how in the first few episodes, you know, it was it was engaging. I remember like, you know, when they have them, uh, his boss round for dinner and it's playing to like the kind of like parody and pastiche and also intertwining their kind of powers into the TV show and, you know. Right. And it's kind of it's kind of funny because they're hiding their powers and it's good enough. You know, it's like. I, I kind of get what this is. There's a structure to that episode as well. Yeah. Like a big a big issue I had with with the later episodes was that as episodes, because again, this is a series, and I know we've, we've kind of like, you can't even call this a TV show really because it's not. It's no. just fully not. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've crossed this boundary where, because <laughs> so, they know people are going to be binging, but they're releasing it episodically each week so there's no reason why an individual episode should function as that to have their own individual arcs and they do well, but they're very the problem, weak isn't it they're yeah. very weak they're not very they're not very interesting and they don't add anything into the wider narrative of the show i remember like perspectively we were each week we'd finish an episode and then we'd either one of us would remember it's friday and that one division come along because i don't think any episode really ended in us going, oh, I can't wait for the next one. It was, was like, oh, it's Friday again. Oh, all right, let's get over and done with. Yeah. You know, it, like we were saying, the structure is just, the structure of the episodes just doesn't really work very well. And uh, apart from a few bits in the in the last ends of the episode and that one announcement that they bought him back to play Quicksilver from that universe, it's like, um, none of these things make a good TV show. And... I'm willing to accept that it was one of their first big tries at it. They're going to have teething problems. It was never going to be a perfect show unless they really hired some key people from the TV industry. But even, but even that, man, I fucking disagree because we're talking about Disney unlimited resources. There's no reason of course. Why, to why it couldn't be. Why this can't be really good. They don't have, like, yeah. outside of the brand limitations of, you know, it has to be PG-13 what's really you know you know what i mean what's really the issue and one of the things i wanted to kind of touch on is um so the show so the show creator is uh jacques Schaffer, i think that's how you say it. i'm um probably mispronouncing okay. and she wrote captain marvel and black widow right but she doesn't really have like any other credits and this is like the marvel thing where they kind of just take someone who isn't super established in mainstream film um and give them a fucking project and i think that's really cool that they do that i love that they're you know they're they're doing wider perspectives um she spoke uh-huh. about how they had a very diverse writers room and that was very intentional and that's all that's all well and good and i'm not trying to make this point of like well you know you should be the best people for the job but like i don't i'm looking like at her other filmography and it seems like she comes she comes from more of a sitcom pers- perspective and, uh, and so you, you understand why and i think the director has done a lot of sitcoms as well so you understand mm. why they hired them you can see like the math there of like okay they'll be able to do this pastiche stuff pastiche stuff really well but this is a weird show because it's got so many different tones and elements that it's drawing it's kind of drawing the doctor strange stuff it's kind of a bit of horror it's a sitcom pastiche it's a love story it's got so much going on that i feel like you need creative forces behind this who are going to be able to pull off the, that diversity who are going to be able to you know mix and that's it up a fair and, that's a fair thing to say you know what i mean and i thought and i thought in those initial episodes the balance of the surreal elements and the kind of sweetness and the funny and the horror and i felt like they were balancing it well but as mm-hmm. you get deeper into the show man it's fucking it's it's like a fucking seesaw <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's all totally over the place it does not match up at all i think one of the one of the most painful sequences for me revisiting was a scene where vision is hold on to going out of out of bounds and he's he's on the periphery of the town and they're kind of establishing that Wanda's control of the town gets weaker the further away you get from the centre and that's really clever and that's like great you know I love when these things have like solid rules you you know that yeah, um, yeah. and all that stuff is really smart about it but 
you know, and he and like visions walking down the street, and it's weird because all these people are kind of glitching and they're they're just repeating yeah. actions and they're not really doing anything. And it's meant to be quite a creepy, surreal scene. I think is I think you're meant to walk away kind of disturbed, but I just felt nothing. There's nothing about it that's particularly shot in a way that makes me feel you know scared or on edge or anything it's not particularly mm. tense also the rest of the episode is this Malcolm in the Middle parody <laughs> so like these things don't really <laughs> weigh up very well and then also it ends with Vision full CGI mode flying into the sky and, and, then, and then we get to him leaving the border which I also think should have been where we found out there was something going on the outside like there's no like Vision should have been our POV character in this. Like we should have been experiencing this weird world through his eyes, because he's because mm. he doesn't have previous memories and he's kind of confused and he doesn't really know what's going on. So I don't know why. No, it's, we, yeah, it's we, about perspective, we, right? It's, I don't know why we as audiences found found things out along with him, you know, or or if there was a character in this who we were following along. Because again. I want you to give me the puzzle pieces. I know you have to give us the puzzle pieces, but I don't want to know how they fit together. Because that... yeah, don't resolve it straight away. Like I should be able to figure it out, but I can until you show me how it all fits together, mm. and then I understand, and then I go, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> but with this, it's just constantly like, yeah, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> you know, yeah. it just, it just yeah. feels very, very so, lazy. And no, I completely agree with you. It's um. It's very interesting to comment on 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 those on those sprinkles of really interesting kind of ideas, but I think also why it didn't work was because obviously you kept cutting between the outside of the dome, <laughs> as we'll call yeah. it, and the inside of the dome, and they didn't really know when to stop doing the whole oh. This is a replication of a sitcom and this is just vision on his own. And then this is the outside. Like there's so many kind of visual kind of styles going on yeah. that it, it it doesn't allow you as an audience to kind of fully immerse yourself in in the in the greater kind of message because it feels it feels very much like there's it will have that effect on you it feels very much like there's three shows that are kind of at odds with each other and they're constantly flipping back and, and they're forth fighting for screen other. time it's like yeah. it, it shouldn't it shouldn't feel that way at it all. should all feel cohesive you know hmm. yeah and I, I i like i said earlier like i feel like we we learn about the periphery and the agents and all that stuff way way too soon in this because again like, like we said it's not the best part of the show by any means so i don't even know why as like writers and creators you would want that you would want to introduce it like i don't see the benefit of introducing that stuff and there's also a lot of just again like it's weird how these marvel things have like primed us to be like oh what is what is that is that something is that something because they they'd have scenes where they'd go oh i'm gonna call someone and you think oh is it gonna is this gonna be something is this gonna be a character no it's not and then we we were laughing at they have this big thing about so they try to they're trying to break through the barrier again and they get this like massive truck and it's very much like oh, oh look at this cool hot wheel <laughs> you know and then, <laughs> and then they, oh look at this really good market marketable you know marketable yeah. oh this toy. would be a nice this would be a nice lego set and they try yeah and they crush it into the wall and it doesn't work and the way that it, she gets in is she just ultimately <laughs> walks through and i'm like well what was the point of what was the point of doing the why, fucking car then why for like a whole episode where we like talking about like reaching out to a physicist and setting up all this stuff for it to just be like, like nah shove a cool car through it get elon on the phone and you know and get the cyber truck like, yeah and i kind of like that sequence of her like walking through the barrier and getting her powers like i thought it was interesting it looked kind of cool i guess and and there was a funny thing where a bit of dialogue where there was like a a a lady who was talking to Rambo about, oh yeah, we've got it to all your specific specifications. Like it's exactly how you wanted it, and it comes out <laughs> the fucking van, and it's got like spirals on the on the rims of the wheels, and it's like <laughs> fucking bollocks. Did she ask all that? You're just trying to make it look like a good toy. It was so obvious. I think that's quite a good as a kind of final point. Again, we talked about how you know this is like, like there's a lot of money being put into this and this is oh, like yeah. you got a massive creative team and outside of just like maybe i would have notes for the writer's room but i understand that these marvel things are never they're probably never easy to make and we know very much about like 
directors who have like walked Especially away from with projects. all of the all the all the weight that it has on top yeah. of it with the previous universe. yeah for sure but one thing i think is really inexcusable is like there was a lot of parts in this where i thought it was like cheap like objectively like poor quality yeah. and there there were just there was just like editing that i thought was bad there was like sound mixing that was bad <laughs> and like and like line deliveries and some of the performances like would be kind of shitty and and, and we'd go like did you you, you, you heard that right like that was weird yeah like, that was oh definitely my God. weird yeah, there was like overdubs of... that were really obvious and some of the cinematography was just obscure like there was this pan at the end in the credit scene where it goes in on the hut and the camera was just fucking shaking all over the place yeah there's this like, great drone shot <laughs> so it's they, fucking it's like they run out of money but how how mm. can something with so much money pumped into it have all these mistakes and it just be like yeah that's fine you know it's it's like yeah i'd expect this of like a some small indie studio and they just didn't have the resources to kind of work around it but then again yeah. it's the whole argument of you know the, the when you pump big money into things like this it doesn't solve solutions it's sometimes having no money at all actually allows you to think more creatively and you can um, say, you can tell the money you went into that kind of final spectacle because we were we were kind of commenting on because obviously it's a marvel thing so it fucking ends on the backdrops with, it ends with a big battle but we were kind of saying they have improved a lot at doing the CGI battles because even though it doesn't look like the best CG effects ever still, like at least they're thinking, okay, well, how do we make it look cool? And it's uh, it's like the thing in games where you have a skybox and like we thought the backdrop and stuff was was like interesting with the with like the barrier like tearing apart and the and like that really nice red color and and I, and, I, and mm. even like just the way when when we get to the vision fight like the way they were using their powers like the the choreography was a lot more thought out it seemed to me so like they're getting better at that stuff and the small things like the the things like the title sequence for example it's one thing i took away i was like do you know what it happens at the end of every episode i'm like i actually dig like the way that they've done the title sequence for this like the theme's not that memorable but again like like the the pastiches are very well done like the the way they do Mm. like the intros for the show in in a certain era and uh they they shoot very much in a particular way to you know and that 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 was all super Mm -hmm. cool again these these are the things where i'm frustrated because i like you know this i don't think this show's awful i don't actually surprisingly when i rewatched it like I was kind of more into it because I feel like if you just kind of consume it all as one... Know what it is. And know where it's going, it's a bit more like, okay, I can like kind of get into it. Um, but it's it's a very... It, we were frustrated... I think to kind of wrap up, we were, we were just very frustrated by WandaVision and, you know, and I, don't, and I was trying to say this before... You know, I don't want to come across as like ungrateful, like as like a spoiled little kid. You know, like I'm not ungrateful. <laughs> like I understand that these are there's massive, a lot of craft that goes into it. This is a massive franchise, and there's millions of people attached to it. And you know, and it, and and we and it, it, on the show, we don't want to be, we don't want to be like, ah, oh, this this sucks. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, I think as creatives, we see. We see those. Good, we see the seeds of a good of a good thing. We see like that this completely has mm-hmm. legs and you can do a lot with this, but the execution and deliver. the final product, yeah, it just really doesn't come together for us. I don't think, and and that's and that's a shame because we we we're not going into this and not wanting to enjoy it. We want to love it. We want to. We love Marvel. Obsessed. It's what, why we said it at the beginning. It's like this universe we fell in love with. We totally. got. <laughs> we went to go and see a double featurette of uh, Infinity War and Endgame on the night it came out and got extremely emotional at the um, at the ending. It's like, we are Marvel fans. We want we to love this. We are soy, neckbeard, fucking, you know, like we are totally <laughs> into this stuff. Um, and, you know, and although I'm critiquing, you know, the fan, the fan, the fandom of this stuff, we're totally into it we're, t- we're also fucking reading these bullshit fucking theories and stuff like we're, yeah, we're completely board. into it as well I just you know but I want more I, I'm 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 hungering for more now I, like you've you've got yeah. they've got to start doing a lot better and a lot more I, I saw because I, I, I was also just kind of I've been tracking uh, what people have been saying about, about it in general I was having a conversation with people last night about it and someone kind of made the point of 
oh it is it's just fun it's just comic book fun it doesn't have to be you know auteur level filmmaking and mm-hmm. I'm like I agree that the prime objective of these things is that it's fun and that you just enjoy the experience and the event however there's no goddamn fucking reason why it can't be deeper because some of the biggest when when people point to the best superhero stuff in particular that stands out in their minds they talk about stuff like the dark knight logan uh i'd I'd throw in spider-man 2 and these are all these are all stories that have a bit more weight to them have and even like uh, the recent things like 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 joker the r-rated kind of films that are coming out about superheroes that people have been craving for like like you said like logan for example these films all went against the grain of their genre and were out there and advertised itself as being different and new and they worked you know it's it's the kind of stuff that i think marvel fans are craving for and i know we certainly are and we just want to see it done in a way that feels rewarded and you know this unfortunately wasn't it um and i hope that that going forward you know we have the uh the lineup of um captain america and the winter uh winter soldier and the loki series right after that which you know say what you will about it but you know i hope that they go in a direction in which they are brave with the way that they want to um take these series and embrace this brand new format do you, do you also think, though, maybe, because this was more of a conversation point, like, five, six years ago, but uh-huh. this idea of, like, superhero fatigue, do you think... Because I, I don't think it's superhero fatigue. Do you think we're getting to a point? I don't think it's superhero fatigue. I think I just have Marvel fatigue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I... I mean, it's... I, again, like I said, at the very start of this podcast, I'm just kind of frustrated with the wider universe now. Like, it, it's not impressive anymore. I don't care about it. I just want these individual yeah. stories to be better and i think you we're about we're, we're very much on the same page as yeah on, on that and i hope if you're listening to this because i'm sure there's probably we, we we i also completely understand we're in the minority here like people generally really like the yeah. show and i've only yeah, heard yeah, yeah. i've heard mainly good things about it and i and a lot of the criticisms i have heard about it are kind of just fans who are disappointed that it didn't do what they wanted it to do I think that's kind of where we sit, to be quite honest with you. It's um, it, it's tough to <laughs> to. It was tough for me to have watched it and gone, yeah, I I ain't I ain't really jelling with this, and got way further than halfway through, and kind of really deciding that that wasn't the case, and everyone else just kind of the overwhelming response seemed to be like, this is amazing, it's great, and it's like. Should we collectively be lying to ourselves? Or I'm not saying that people are lying to themselves, but if you do feel like that, then have the conversation. Because otherwise, you know, if that feedback doesn't get kind of known, then you're just going to get more like this and you're going to be disappointed further down the line. And there's nothing wrong with liking this either. It is a very fun show. Like we said, there's a load of likeable elements within it. It's funny. It's 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 got great action scenes. And they're, and they're, they're sweet and charming enough and there's it's got enough it's got enough cool elements that I'm into it I just again ultimately wish it was more was, yeah wish it was more well there we go WandaVision I'm somewhere between I think the last episodes for me boosted it up to maybe like a three and I know that's quite brave that's kind of you know uh, I think it just ever so slightly, maybe two and a half, three, kind of pushed it up there because there were scenes that we spent with Wanda on one episode re- revisiting some things that were really cool. And I have to give credit to the people who, all of the artists and all of the people who worked hard on this show to make it what it was. You know, there's there was a lot of research that went into this show and I can respect that visually. And But unfortunately, yeah, like we said, the story just didn't really work very well for me so like two and a half stars maybe maybe three yeah i it's a two star for me i just i can't shake mm. <clears throat> i can't shake that we watched we were for the longest time watching this and going oh god you know i just think that's yeah. a real fundamental problem with the show and uh maybe that's just us but for me i 
it 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 really was like bumming me out <laughs> i was really yeah. like it just sucked out. it wasn't a pleasurable experience watching it. it was it was quite the opposite it's a shame maybe this uh maybe the stuff they've got coming out in future will be good although i think we're done maybe we'll talk about uh falcon and winter soldier but i i don't know i i did if you guys want to hear it let us know but yeah yeah i was enjoying the break as well i was enjoying that we didn't have to be in this marvel it was world nice anymore. wasn't it it was yeah, nice now, and now it's like oh yeah there's what there's gonna be a new thing uh every day so <laughs> yeah can't wait uh, i can't wait so anyway two stars and two and a half for one division yep Alright guys, thanks for listening. Uh, if you like what you heard here, uh, how about you go over to Twitter at Final Draft Show, uh, give us a follow and we're also at Instagram at Final Draft Pod. Give us a follow, mm-hmm. comment on our stuff, share it if you're listening to this on your whatever uh, podcast player, iTunes, subscribe, <laughs> leave a comment, like, subscribe, smash that like button guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And keep the conversation going on Discord as well. Yeah, join the Discord, join the Discord. And if you're listening in the future, we might have merch and uh, please buy and subscribe to the Patreon. It's it's paying for our beer when we go to watch the Marvel shows. So, yeah, help. Yes, help. Send help. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we'll catch you soon. Cheers. Thanks for listening.